The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Our guest today is Aniket Berra, who is the Assistant Research Professor in Computer Science at the University of Maryland at the Gamma Lab. Thank you so much, Aniket, for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us today. We'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background and your current role at the University of Maryland. Sure. So I've been with UMD for a little under a year. So before this, I was at UNC Chapel Hill for a year and I did my PhD at UNC in robotics. So a lot of my research over the last few years has been trying to work on the social aspect of robotics, whether from the computer vision side, where we look at different objects, like we as humans, when we look at different objects, how do we perceive them? So like my research has always been about better perception for a robot. So if a robot can understand the world around us, like as humans, it's what our research has been over the last uh, six, seven years. My role at UMD has been of a research faculty. I advise about seven students now from vision applications to robotic applications to psychology-driven AI applications. And my current field of research is something called affective computing. Affective computing, what it means is that we're trying to gauge emotions or personality traits. Are you an aggressive person? Are you a shy person? Can I figure out different cues from your visual appearance, like your facial expressions, the way you speak things, the way you walk? From all of that, can I figure out your affect or your emotions and then do something accordingly for robot specifically? Yeah, that was something that we found really interesting. You know, part of the reason why we reached out to you and had you join us on our AI Today podcast is we wrote an article for our AI Today podcast listeners. You may or may not know that Kathleen and I are also contributing writers to Forbes and Tech Target. And one of the articles I wrote in Forbes was how AI systems might be able to detect your emotion just by taking a look at how you walk and other sort of non maybe visual, facial, visual, or verbal cues. And that's part of what being socially intelligent is. I guess, you know, we as humans can read things like body language, but there's a lot more to it. So maybe you can explain some of the concepts of socially intelligent robots and why this idea of social intelligence is important. Yes. So the concept of socially intelligent robots is essentially making robots understanding humans better. So we as humans are not objective thinkers. We tend to evaluate a lot of things based on our upbringing, our culture, and all these different traits, and then associate all those things in our everyday life. So like in this research, which you mentioned, like the Forbes article, where we did one research where we could figure out how people walk and then navigate accordingly. If somebody is sad, we could recognize that person's sadness just by looking at his or her posture, his or her body language. And if this person is sad, maybe the robot can walk up to that person and ask questions and, oh, you look sad today. Can I help you? Like, do you need some help? Or if somebody is like excessively angry, I might want to go up to that person and maybe even avoid that person altogether. Or somebody looks confused. Like a robot would go up to that person and ask something like, you look lost here. Do you need help? 
help with something? Do you need reactions to some place? So all these different cues, which we inherently as humans do, which robots usually don't tend to do those things. So like over the last 30 years, robotics has always like always been about solving problems accurately and objectively. So let's say, you know, the goal for a robot is go from point A to point B and the robot will try to figure out the shortest path or the most efficient path to go from point A to point B. What we are bringing in is also being more socially relevant or more socially aware. If somebody's walking, I want that other person to have his or her personal space. Like as a robot, I do not want to intrude on somebody's space. So having all these social norms or social awareness bring it back to robotics is what the concept of socially intelligent robot is. And why is this idea important? I think like as robots become more prime time and as they become more available amongst us, I think they should try to attempt to understand humans and be like, not just understand humans, but go beyond that and be part of the human society. You know, it's interesting because we talk about common sense, emotional IQ, and that's incredibly hard for robots and artificial intelligence to actually have. It's a lot harder than I think maybe some people realize, although there has been some discussion around it. And at Cognolytica, for the past two years, we've actually done a voice assistant benchmark. And common sense and emotional IQ were two of the categories of questions that we asked because surprisingly, the systems were not very good at that. But this idea of AI systems that can detect emotion based on gait is a really unique idea. So where did this concept come about? So we started this actually, I think, about eight years ago. I mean, I know eight years ago, AI wasn't the AI we know now. (laughs) Things were different back then. But we started with the concept of can we figure out somebody's personality just the way, like just looking at how they walk. Back then, we started representing every human being or every pedestrian as a single entity, as a single dot on the screen. So we used to look at videos and how this guy is trying to avoid somebody else or like cut across like people. So we have to figure, oh, this guy is aggressive. This guy is kind of shy. This guy walks around all these other guys. So like from that, and now we figured out, so like from the dot aspect Mm -hmm. to figuring out the entire body, like we right now have around 22 points per person. So all are like from your leg, from your hand gestures to your shoulders, to your like your slouching head. So all these things, all these different cues, which we observe as human beings, that wasn't really being like studied before. There's a lot of research on the emotion AI, especially from faces. You know, somebody's happy, somebody's sad. There's a lot of research in this field, especially from speech. You know, the way I say some things, let's say I'm saying, oh, I'm happy. I'm very happy today. I'm okay. I'm happy. But also the way you say the sentences, the content of the sentence is one thing, but also the way you pose that question. So all these different cues were being studied in different fields. We realized that the body language is something which rarely people study. We look at people a lot. We look at when they walk, when they're talking, when they're driving, but we don't understand. We we know what they're going through, but we don't really, like till date, we haven't understood how gates or how walking body language Mm -hmm. relates to certain emotions. So all our work on this hateway emotion is kind of it could be added with all these facial cues with speech 
with other cues uh, from the human body. Yeah. So our research sort of adds on to those things. Yeah, that's really very interesting because, you know, we definitely think about communicating emotion and feeling in terms of writing and, you know, hearing and seeing and speaking and all that sort of stuff. That's clearly important. But, you know, obviously, you know, if you look at sort of animal behavior, they're not necessarily talking to each other. You can, you know, animals can see and respond to things that are happening out there just almost like by reflex, right? So there's obviously some bit of emotional intelligence that has nothing to do with language, right? Some of it's mm-hmm. reading, reading faces and reading motions and gestures and all that sort of stuff. So that's really kind of interesting. And it has a lot of interesting applications. As we, we've been talking about, obviously, now we're starting to see much more interest in uh, robotics in things like hospital settings. So, you know, how are you seeing these socially intelligent robots being applied today? And, you know, we've talked about some different very applications. I should just like now is hinting about hospitals, but there's lots of other applications where you might want to have robots that can read sort of these non-verbal cues in the real world. Yeah. So we've been discussing this for a while in our lab. So in the future, of course, with the current situation, I don't know if like if our robots can make an impact, but at least in the future, we can prepare ourselves with robots, which can sort of detect some cues of, let's say, hip, like depression, or let's say, cues if somebody's sick, like the body language when somebody's sick, somebody's coughing up something. So all these cues, all these non-verbal cues, if robots, like if robots amongst us can visualize this uh, or can understand these cues, we can do early like detections in those cases. Like right now, we were thinking like if we can have a robot which can walk amongst us, enforce social distancing, and at the same time, it can also detect some early cues of, let's say, you know, coughing, like dry cough, or even integrated with other sensors, like thermal sensors. So we have this early COVID like detection stuff already in the robot. Whether we can actually use it for like safety or in the hospitals, we'll have to see. Yeah, but I think I'm excited about the whole idea. In the future, we will definitely see more of this like, social robotics to understand human beings, their postures and everything, like for uh, detections and also like the mental health. Yeah, that sounds good. Kind of well, yeah, I think yeah. we're definitely interested in that. We, and it's about the idea of merging sort of these systems, these gate systems with facial recognition and with these other right. cues kind of makes them all stronger too, which is great. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting to see, you know, where this can go because I know that, you know, you've been working on it for seven years, seven or eight years, but technology continues to improve every day. And what's possible five years from now, you may make incredible gains. And it's it's really interesting just to kind of see where this goes. And like you said, you know, will social distancing become the norm when patients go into a hospital and they're showing certain symptoms? We'd rather have a robot go to them than a human for triage or helping with answering basic questions to see if they need to be quarantined off or if they can go to a general population, things like that. So these are this is really interesting and we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on this. I'd like to end this podcast by asking you what you believe the future of AI is in general and its application to organizations and beyond. Yes, yeah, so I do agree that emotion AI in general will be more and more useful, right? So aside the robotic side of things, which I work on, I think emotion AI will become more prime time. Like right now, we are getting so much of these like data from different sources about what exactly does happiness mean? What exactly does sadness mean? Can organizations use this information either for advertisement or even to understand their employees? I think there's a lot of scope here, like especially... One of the examples we were discussing with my students a few weeks ago is that if, so let's say your apps like FaceApp or Skype, 
like all these uh, video apps can sort of sense your emotion in the way you are speaking, like your facial expression or your voice. It can in the future potentially also suggest you things like for advertisement purposes. So I do think that's so, that uh, emotion AI is very important in general. But I also feel like for organizations to understand or use AI as a broader scope for their employees will become more and more important, like especially with header hardware, header algorithms. Yeah, I think more and more organizations will start to use AI in the future. Well, excellent. Well, we're definitely tracking that here at Cognitica and at part of our AI Today podcast. That's why we have folks like you come and share sort of insights. Sometimes the stuff is ahead of where the products are. So uh, it's always useful to take a look at, well, I'll, actually, always the research is ahead of where products are. But, <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it's great to hear from researchers working on these interesting things because one day we may find this stuff in our daily lives. So, you know, thank you, Aniket, so much for joining us on this podcast, sharing this really insight, this research. We will definitely provide some links in the show notes for those who are interested, including the article. So we, we really enjoyed having you as a guest. And listeners, we hope you find a lot of value. And we encourage you to tune in. We have a bonus episode. We have a couple more questions we're going to dig into on the topic of robotics as an industry as, as a whole, and maybe some of kind of where robotics is heading. So definitely encourage you to listen to our bonus episode. So thank you again, Aniket, for joining us on our AI Today thank podcast. You. Thank you. Thank you so much for hosting. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us today. And listeners, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please make sure to rate us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. As always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter, and more, please visit our website at cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.